Welcome everybody to series two of our podcast and we would like to thank everybody for listening to the first series and welcome all our new listeners especially those from as far away as the USA, Sweden, France, Germany and Ethiopia. For our first subject in the new series it has been touched on during a previous podcast but we didn't go into it in any great detail. What was it? Well, like I usually do, I'm going to first ask you to answer a question for yourself. And here's the question. Have you ever disliked somebody enough to give them the cold shoulder or avoided them that it was so obvious to the other person? And once you've answered that question, ask yourself one more. What would you call that behaviour? No ideas? Then let me give you a definition and you might guess it from that. And I'm going to leave out the first word. Blank is an ongoing and deliberate misuse of power in relationships. Though repeated verbal, physical and or social behaviour that intends to cause physical social and or psychological harm. It can involve an individual or a group misusing their power or perceived power over one or more persons who feel unable to stop it from happening. Any ideas yet? So listen to the description again and then switch off the machine and think about it. And then turn it back on when you think you have the answer. So, any thoughts on it? Well, let me tell you. Bullying. Yes, that is correct. So now, has it made you stop and think about how you behave towards another human being? Okay. Let's take a look at it then. Just a little closer look. Now we know that bullying can happen anywhere, at any time, to anyone. It can be face to face, online, through social media. It can be obvious or hidden. But the behaviour is always repeated or has the possibility to be repeated over time. We also know that its effects can be immediate or long term, depending on the person being bullied. Whereas single incidences or a conflict between two people who are on the same equal standing is not considered bullying, nor is single incidences of social rejection or dislike, or single acts of nastiness or spite or rudeness, a random act of aggression or intimidation. None of those are considered to be bullying, because they're single acts they're not repeated. Now, although these can cause great distress and annoyance, they do not fit the understanding of bullying unless they are deliberate and repeated over time. So let's take a look at some types of bullying. Both adults and children experience it and some are quite obvious while others are more subtle. For example, Physical bullying is obvious 
because a cannon usually does involve hitting, kicking, punching, punching, and or damage of somebody's property. But the marks on a person's body could be an indication of this. However, the long-term damage can be more hidden because of its emotional damage. But generally, physical abuse can be noticed much quicker. We also have verbal bullying, which would involve more like name-calling, insults, intimidation, racist remarks and verbal abuse. Verbal bullying can start as banter, but very quickly escalate to levels that can cause serious emotional damage on a long-term basis. Then, of course, we have social bullying. And this can also be called covert bullying because it is much more difficult to recognise it because it's done behind somebody's back. It's done to damage a person's social reputation. And this is also including humiliation. I think of gossiping, where we don't say our thoughts to the person, but we say it to those around us. For example, new person arrives in the neighbourhood and somebody takes a dislike to that new person and starts talking, God, did you see what she looked like? Did you see what she was wearing? Oh, I heard rumours about her. I heard rumours about her and somebody else's husband. Now, the people listening to this will do one of two things. Either ignore what this person is saying or they will start to worry and be on high alert when they meet her, in case the rumours are true. Now this is a very mild example, but can show what our words can do and how they can influence other people. Other examples such as negative facial or physical gestures, or by lying and in this case spreading rumours, or playing nasty jokes to embarrass or humiliate a person, mimicking the person unkindly, or even encouraging others to socially exclude a person. One of the new forms of bullying examples is cyberbullying. And this is defined as the intentional and repeated harm influenced through the use of computer, phones, and other electronic devices that have the ability to connect to people. There are the same obvious and hidden ways in which cyberbullying can be done. Now, of course, these are either through the hardware, i.e. the computers and phones, or any other electronic device, or hidden through social media and texts and websites and other online platforms. They can be public, or private. And in fact, sometimes the bullying can be directed and seen only by the person that is being bullied. So far, I've spoken about what bullying is, and I believe the two most common ways of bullying are gossip and rumours, obviously, where no fact is known. And the second is to damage somebody's social reputation or social acceptance. And we're seeing this more and more. There's such an increase in both of these that I'm wondering why that is. 
jealousy, fear, or just badness. So why, what are the signs of someone that is being bullied? Say as a child. Well, a feeling of feeling ill in the, in the morning, a sudden change in a sleep pattern, a sudden change in eating habits, or sudden mood swings, or frequent tears or anger. Or maybe the child starts stealing and losing money. Outbursts of aggression and unreasonable behaviour. Maybe the child refuses to t talk about what's going wrong. Or they begin to take it out on their siblings. They might even become withdrawn and in some cases even begin to stammer. So still looking at childhood signs of bullying, we can take a look at the physical, which really is obvious. Unexplained cuts and bruises or scratches, having damaged belongings or clothes when they arrive home after school. Maybe the child doesn't want to go to school and to the point of making themselves sick. Maybe they even change their route every day and is constantly frightened. Maybe their grades at school begin to suddenly go downwards. They're often excluded from social groups or school groups, friendship groups. They can be frequently targeted for teasing. And maybe even unable to speak up in class or seem too scared to speak. So, having looked at the child element of it, and it's only in a very small way that we've looked at the childhood experience of bullying. But I would like to go on to look at how the adult, what can it be like as an adult? Now, one thing to remember is that the one essential component in bullying is the perception. Whether that is on the part of the bully or by those being bullied. It's an imbalance of physical or social power. Now, this imbalance is what distinguishes bullying from conflict. Why? Because bullying is a form of aggression or aggressive behaviour, which follows three basic steps. Hostile intent, imbalance of power, and re repetition over a period of time. Now, bullying either in the school environment or in the workplace is or can also be called peer abuse and when bullying is done by a group it is called mobbing would you be surprised if i told you that the first use of the word bully was in 1530 and actually had the meaning of wait for it sweetheart which could be used for either male or female However, later in about 1706, the meaning was no longer sweetheart, but harasser of the weak. And in 1710, it became the verb to bully. However, President Roosevelt used it as an exclamation or exhortation. And he actually coined the phrase bully for him, meaning good for him. And this is still in use today. 
So we've looked at individual bullying, but what about collective bullying or mobbing? It includes many of the individual types of bullying. But while some bullies can be arrogant and narcissistic, bully behaviour can be covering up shame or fear, or it can even be used to boast self-esteem. In other words, by demeaning other people, the bully feels empowered in some strange way. There may also be an element of jealousy, or because they themselves have been bullied in the past. Sometimes a bully will not, well, they won't be very kind of academic, nor will they be fully capable to resolving problems with others. They may also have a negative attitude or belief about other people, or even themselves. Bullies um, and the followers of bullies often promote the bully's actions and can engage in the same behaviour like excluding, mocking, punching, insulting each other as a form of entertainment. Now some research was done and it indicated that adult bullies have an authoritarian um, personality with the need to control or dominate. Now, we've all witnessed bullying, and we may have not known it at the time. However, we may have felt the need to do something, but fear stopped us, which would indicate that we did know what was happening, but we ignored it. Or it could also indicate that the behaviour was somewhat wrong at the time. Now usually bullying happens where there is a large group of relatively uninvolved bystanders. And we know that people who have experienced being bullied can go on to develop stress-related illnesses, loneliness, anxiety, low self-esteem and depression, which we know can lead to suicide. Now although there is um, a lot of proof that bullying can increase the risk of suicide, Bullying alone does not cause suicide. Let me be very clear about that. Bullying alone does not cause suicide. But as we know, depression is one of the leading causes of suicide. So if somebody has the feeling of not being supported by friends, family, it can make the emotional levels worse for the person. What has also become very clear over the many years of research carried out is that a bully projects their own feelings of vulnerability or shame onto their victims. So if we look at it that way, and strange as it may seem, what sounds like the bully is actually trying to do is aim the negativity towards themselves. Strange as that may seem. However, let's take a look at some of those that are targeted by bullies. Now it has to be said that one of the main groups of people targeted by bullies are those with disabilities. So much so that it is actually considered in law as a hate crime in the UK. Here in Ireland there are several laws to protect workers 
from workplace bullying. If I was to tell you that those who have learning disabilities are less likely to be believed or even ignored if they complain. Why? Because they may not be able to explain things or situations to people, especially if they have a learning difficulty. Of course, we know about gay bashing or sexual bullying, where either indirect or direct verbal and physical attacks by people can be so harmful and disastrous. However, I am glad to say that we are getting better at being tolerant to those who bully. This group, I'm glad to say, are now more open to reporting such behaviour. Then you have the legal bullying, where a legal action is brought in order to control or punish a person. This type of legal behaviour is often seen as forms of frivolous, repetitive lawsuits brought to intimidate a person into giving in to a litigant's request. And now the one most of us can relate to, workplace bullying. This is where an employee experiences persistent patterns of negative and harmful treatment from others, from colleagues and from those in authority positions. Now this type of bullying again include verbal, nonverbal, psychological, physical and humiliation. Now this type of bullying can also be very difficult to notice because the bully often um, does it under the guise of rules and policies that are in place in the organization. Most often the bully is in a position of manager, senior management or other form of authority position. Having said that, there are also peer bullies and in some cases bullies have also been the employees themselves to managers. Do you know that the first documented use of workplace bullying was in 1992 in a book by Andrea Adams called Bullying at Work. Confront and Overcome It. <laughs> Very original altogether. Now the negative effects are not always limited to the person being bullied, but can also lead to low morale with the other employees and can also lead to a negative change in the culture of the organisation. In the medical profession, bullying among trainee doctors and nurses is quite common. So, how do we stop or prevent bullying? So, I suppose to prevent or reduce it or to stop it, it has to be a collective effort. Now, some of the more common ways that we have, um, that we've tried to use in the past is we've tried to ignore it. Now, sometimes that's a double-edged sword. We've tried to confront it. We've tried to confront the bullies or to get somebody in authority to address it. Well, we know ignoring it doesn't help. Because all that does, that it will actually continue and can in fact become worse as time goes by. 
It is important to address any form of bullying behaviour as early as possible, in fact as soon as it is detected. Those who witness bullying but are not involved play a most important role as doing nothing can actually encourage the bully to continue. They see it as a, a form of kind of, well, they're not going to say anything. There's another one I can bully. Or the person themselves just doesn't want to get involved. All those in authority positions also have a role to play in confronting bullying behaviour. They have a responsibility. We all do. They can also help in creating a more transparent and anti-bullying environment. Now, there are a few ways to help stop bullying, other than those that we've mentioned. One, listen. Listen to the person's story. Listen calmly and without interrupting. And reassure the person that they have done the right thing in speaking up. Number two, talk. Have a conversation around the story or what happened. Keep your own emotions to the side so that you do not judge either side. Number three, find out. In other words, to what, when, where. Who was involved and if there is anyone who usually witnesses it. As adults, we each have the responsibility to enter into healthy, respectful relationships. Watch the behaviour that is around you and speak up. Let fear drive you to help rather than ignore. Ask yourself, do I create an environment that encourages bullying even within my own home? Do I do it myself? Do I constantly gossip about another particular person? Do I treat them differently to others in my family, work or even in Tesco's? Am I happy or content when the object of my gossip gets humiliated? If you answer yes to any of these Please look again at your values, at what you believe in, and then look at the reason. Look at the real reason. Is it jealousy, hurt, low, low self-esteem? Do you have a confidence problem? And get help if you need to. Whether you are a bully or whether you have been or are being bullied, Help is out there. And it's easy to make that step. We have to believe in ourselves. We have to believe that we can become better people. Stronger people. But in a healthy way. Stay safe. Stay well. Namaste.